0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed.
1: It's a true faith podcast, uh, season preview. Uh, you've got me your host, Mickey Collin. I'm joined on the line by Ben, Cy and Andy. Um, We've been planning this show for a while, and it's all gone out the window today. Things have taken a massive, massive turn for the better, um, with with two two great signings, um, very out of character for Newcastle United particularly um, the first one. I'm going to I'll come to you, Si, on this one first. Callum Wilson, English striker, 29 years old, signed to Newcastle today, 20 million pounds. What do you think?
2: I don't know why you've come to me first because I'm going to stink the place out with my negativity here. <laughs> Uh, no, look, it's it's a it's a very good sign, and no one can deny that. Um, you know, if we're getting a even a one in three striker, it's better than a, a one in thirty one or whatever uh, Joe Linton's been and Andy Carroll, which is a zero in how many games he's ever going to play. So it's a massive improvement. Um, he's played for England. He, he should be hitting the peak of his career at twenty eight. So yes, it's it's class. It is it is a, an exciting signing for Newcastle. And we don't get many of them. Um, it's just like for me I, I don't think it solves all of our problems but you know it's it's if we're going to just talk strictly about uh, Callum wilson for for now um you know he's 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 had two decent seasons in a in a bournemouth side that's been on a bit of a downward spiral so i mean they were good the season before last but um to still get seven or eight goals in a relegated side isn't isn't a sign of a bad player at all is it so yeah that's a, it's a it's a really good bit of bit of business for newcastle that
1: it is. I came to you first side because I wanted to get you. I knew you were going to say some of the negatives, and I wanted to get it out of the way because I want this to be quite a positive show after today. You, <laughs> you've surprised me, and you've you've been more positive than I expected. Ben, are you want to build on that? Are you are you buzzing about Callum Wilson signing today?
3: Yeah, I think it's a class signing, isn't it? He's proven Premier League player. I think that's the the biggest thing they've they've learnt from the mistakes, I suppose, with with the gamble that they they took on Joe Linton. They've they've gone and and bought a player that knows the Premier League. Um, and and as you have said, he's, he's I suppose he's he's like the perfect build for Newcastle in that he's he's sort of been in um relegation battles so he's aware of sort of what it what it takes and, and he's fairly clinical, as you as you say, one and three. Um he doesn't get too many chances and, and generally uh, puts them away. I think he's also very similar to in, in terms of his, his style to Gale, just just he's a, I think he is a better finisher than than Dwight Gale. So um I fully expect him to be able to slot into the team. You you started to see a little bit towards the back end of last year, Gale was getting a bit more of a um a, a, was making an impact in the team and was getting on on the end of chances and although he only scored four or five in, in, in that ten game spell or whatever it was, um the started you started to see a, a sort of a potentially a a bit of a player there and I think Wilson I would is is better than Gale so um him coming in should should be a positive and, and, and should allow us to, to build on on uh on what we did at the end of last season which wasn't a lot but yeah not a huge amount at all uh Bolland I don't
1: know I don't know what your thoughts are on this. I, want, I wanted to come to you probably on um Ryan Fraser because of your huge aberration of Scottish football. But just quickly on <laughs> on, on, on Callum Wilson and also on re- replacing Joe Linton as the number nine, how how much of an impact is it gonna have on Callum Wilson to take that you know, it is, a, it is a famous football shirt from around the world. And, and how much of an impact do you think it might have on Joe Linton to, to lose it or lose the, the burden?
4: Yeah. um, Well, on Callum Wilson, I think it's a really good signing. I think I'd echo most of all the sentiments, what Ben said there, really. um, Getting an experienced Premier League centre-forward, I think, is something that we literally haven't done under Mike Ashley. Now, someone feel free to correct me there, but as an actual like, player who's played multiple seasons in the Premier League, I'm starting to struggle
3: to well, who's it, <laughs> it was probably the the only one really. were on, on loan, like actually
4: yeah. gone and bought like an experienced yeah, yeah, Premier League centre forward, We just haven't we haven't done it. Really thinking Remy Barr one season each before they came to us. So I think it's an it's an absolutely fantastic step in the right direction for our transfer policy. Obviously, um, you know, we'll know in a couple of years' time whether they've actually decided that they're gonna continue to start making you know sensible purchases um but Wilson I think uh, you know I think he's a bit more he's a bit more physical than Dwight Gale so he's going to offer us more in that respect and I think he was starved of service a little bit last season in that Bournemouth team and obviously Brian Fraser who will come on to in a bit didn't didn't take part in their football post lockdown so that wasn't great for him either um beautiful with Fraser and obviously Alan St-Maximin on either side of him. He's going to get chances and he's going to score goals. And I think what you're saying there about him getting the number nine shirt, I mean, I think his whole career has kind of been building up to this this point. Where is where is big club? I mean, he's, he was at Coventry and I think he got turfed out on loan quite a bit. Um, worked his way up through the divisions with Bournemouth. And this is, this is going to be his peak years and it's probably his peak football club, because you don't see him going anywhere higher than us, really, given what we said his goals record is. So I think you'll thrive on it. And he, from watching his interview today, he seems like a confident fella, confident in his abilities, desperate to get back into the England setup. So I think you'll thrive under all that kind of pressure. He doesn't seem the type who's gonna wilt a bit like who we're gonna talk about now, Joe Linton, who I think did a little bit under the and you know, not necessarily his fault. He's a young lad given the number nine shady castle and he's not even really a striker. But um I think I think it's the right decision. I mean we were speaking earlier, Mickey. I've got to say I've sort of been defender of Joe Linton to an extent um throughout the last season, we know, willing to give him a chance. But there's sort of question marks over his mentality for me. Going to Mykonos, um, you'd have thought kind of with the season that he'd had, he'd want to be the first person back in to pre season and get a full pre season under his belt and really hit the ground running this season. Not going to Mykonos for holidays that he knows he's going to have to go into quarantine for when he gets back. Like That raises huge questions about how, how focused he is for me. Um, but yeah, I think take some of the pressure off him from being a number nine and I think allow him to possibly to go out and play on the left or something with a bit more. Freedom, if he can get near the team, which we might want to do later as well, but um, I think it's a good thing for for everyone involved if he doesn't have the number nine shirt.
1: It is, and that's a it, it, it's a really really good point on Callum Wilson because we're finally we're finally signing someone that's good at football that's going to play their peak football in years at Newcastle United. You know, the last the last well, every every single signing we've made under under Ashley's regime of a good footballer, like a genuine Premier League good footballer has always left before their before their best years. It's not necessarily worked out almost for the best. You know, I would argue Kabai played his best football at Newcastle. Denver Bowers is most lethal at Newcastle. There's not there's not many that have stayed in that kind of key period like 28 to 31 where whereas it like a as a Premier League footballer you play your best football and that that is what we're getting from Callum Wilson. He's not he's not going to go anywhere else because unless you know unless he scores 40 goals next year. He's never going to move up to that next level of club. He's not going to sign for Man United. He's not. You know, that's not. It's not going to happen. So this, this is it for him. That you totally right, Paul, and this is, this is what his career has, has built up to. And I, I, I kind of wait to see how well it goes for him. And he's, he's made all the right noises. And I thought for me, a really crucial thing that came out of his interview today was he acknowledged that last season wasn't wasn't his best goal scoring season, and he and he knows that he has to be aiming higher than that. Which is exactly right, it's an expected attitude from a striker. But to come out and address it straight away, day one, he's just signed. To come out and say that, I think um, it fills me with confidence that he knows what he wants to wants to do in this team. He wants to put the ball in the net, and I, I hope it works. I really do hope it works. The um, moving moving on to the, to the next one because it's been a massive day. Two two good Premier League signings in a day is something that I don't think we've ever said, you know, as 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 adults or even as in our later teenage years, none of us have been able to say that because we've not done it under Mike Ashley, but we've got we've got two massive signings in a day. And just before we start talking about them, there's a quick hats off to the new um, social media manager at Newcastle who's uh, actually had some decent crack on Twitter. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen anything like that from Newcastle. Um, Paul, I wanted, I wanted to come to you because of the Scottish connection and and we all know how much you love Scottish football Ryan Ryan Fraser signs for Newcastle maybe an hour after Callum Wilson how did did that make you feel?
4: Well I'm delighted so I was actually I was at university in Aberdeen when Ryan Fraser was sort of first breaking onto the scene um and I actually saw him play a couple of times for Aberdeen and sort of cup competitions things he would only have been 16, 17 at the time then um but, but even then he was just like this massively direct super quick winger um And he's one of them where I was kind of like, oh, he'd be decent in the Premier League, but he, he, as you know, watching Scottish football, you'd not, not a lot of them make it. Um, and he sort of disappeared off my, off my radar for a little bit, um, until he popped up at Bournemouth. And I think he had sort of an okay season when he first went there. But obviously the season before last, he's just like absolutely flourished into the, like the player that he sort of suspected he could become and is just, he's incredibly hard working winger so I'd, I'd like liken his work rate to that of Matt Ritchie except he's got a boatload more quality um, and he's about 10 times as fast um, so I'm I'm super excited to see him, see him play I think it might take a little bit of time um, he hasn't played any football since March he, he didn't want to go and play with Scotland because he didn't think that he um, was fit enough um, so I, I suspect it might be a little bit of time before we see him and given the type of player he is you don't really want to throw him in there. Having said that, it's well within Steve Bruce's repertoire of skills just to throw someone in there and have the hamstrings get wrecked.
3: Um given Brucey a lot of credit there to get especially given these, uh,
4: but what some, say, some of these decisions last year. But what I'd say is Fraser C- strikes me as quite uh he knows, he knows He knows. himself and he knows what he wants. And then I think to say, like, I'm not going to go and play for Bournemouth for the second half of the season and I'm not going to go and play for Scotland. You'd hope that if yeah. um, anyone tries to rush him, he'll just say no. Um, <laughs> <That's
3: brilliant. laughs> right. he's, he's basically come to the tune to sit on the bench by the sounds of things.
4: Well, no, because he's just not going to, he's not going to be one of these people that's going to let himself get thrown in and get injured. You know, I think Sorry, a- Sorry,
3: Bruce, yeah, I'm not, not ready to play just yet. I've still, still got another year on my contract though. Let you know when I'm ready. Well you can't. You can't.
4: You can't have it either way, Ben. You've just taken the piss out of Brucey trying to hire him in, and then taking the piss out of Fraser because I reckon he's like, you won't let Brucey do it to him. Uh, um,
3: it's gonna be. Uh, it's, it's gonna be a battle. See, so see who comes out on top of that.
4: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's. I think it's a great signing. Obviously, I've got an enormous sort of bias towards Scottish players generally, but I think it's great to see him. See him at the club, and I think he'll be a massive success. Yeah,
1: Ty. Any um. Any thoughts? You know, do you have any maybe? slight negatives on his attitude, having decided he wasn't going to play for Bournemouth in post-lockdown football? Do you think do you think we even need to think about that? Or could we just be excited about signing a good footballer?
2: Yeah, I think I was talking about this at the weekend. It's um, If he played for you and refused to play and bear in mind, the, the period that you refused to play for Bournemouth, they went down on goal difference, didn't they? So if he'd been playing, like you'd think just a couple of goals or a couple of assists from him would have been enough to keep them up. So He's absolutely muddled them, and you'd you'd hate him for the rest of your life if it was your club. But because it's Bournemouth and it's not us, you're not really that arsed, are you? Like, it doesn't bother me. Football players do, do do shit like this all the time. As long as it's not at Newcastle, you cannot really hold into a comfort as a as a Newcastle fan. Um, I, I'd yes, it's a it's a slight upgrade on Matt Ritchie, and um, that's a that's a good thing really because Ritchie served us really well, but. He's kind of struggled the last couple of seasons, certainly in an attacking sense. I mean, he's, he's spent more time at left back than he has in the right wing. So it's 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 class that we've got something new, something fresh to, to take us forward there. Um, but yeah, I've, I don't care if he's fucked up at Bournemouth, really. But it is dead harsh.
4: I'd quickly just hard, jump, but... jump, jump, jump in there. It's not just a slight upgrade on Matt Ritchie. There's only three players that have got more assists than Ryan Fraser in the Premier League over the last two seasons. And they're Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andy Robertson and Kevin De Bruyne. So, this is just like a slight upgrade. He's, he is really good. It's shocking that no one else has tried to get him.
1: It's weird that, isn't it? I was thinking that as well. Why, why on a free transfer, like, and bearing in mind, Newcastle always, always, always pay below the market rate on wages. Like, all any of the other Premier League teams had to do to get him is just, like, pay a normal amount. It's not even, like, over the odds, just pay, like, pay him a normal amount, and he would have, well, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He, he signed for Newcastle, which is great, but. It, it's odd, but I'm I'm not going to dwell too much on it because I just want to see him play well for Newcastle. So well, I, I'm, think... I'm going to move us on, and we're not gonna, we're not we're not going to talk about that. Um, well, I, I think it's actually about, fair. Though, is...
4: I think I think it's important, you know, because they reckon what they're reporting is that Bruce has convinced Ashley to break the transfers, uh, the wage structure to get both him and Wilson. It's a huge coup for the, for Bruce. That no manager in 13 years has ever got Ashley to do essentially what the manager wants, and he's done it. It's massive.
3: It's not just that as want. well. It's, it's the fact that they're they're not players that are, are going to have a sell on fee. That's the biggest thing. I think it's we're actually buying as as you already said players at the the prime that are, um, that this is literally we're going to get the best years out of them. That's that's the big one for me. Is that he's, he's actually sacked off the the whole um, transfer policy that that they've had for a number of years now, where it was literally they would only sanction. Big money transfers where they, they could see a, a re, like a recoup value. Well, I mean, I suppose it helps. It phrases absolutely zero. So um, <laughs> if he does get a set, any any sort of fee, will be more than, than he's getting. But I think it's it. That's a as, as you say. I, I suppose one of the good things with Bruce is that he, he he's clearly um, got them to really. And I suppose too state they they've, they've probably seen. Off, off the back of last year how poor things were and, and to be honest this is I, I think everyone's expecting a really tough season so he's probably said look if, if you want anywhere near your money you're going to have to make some changes and, and fair play they've, he's, he's got them to do that
1: Ty.
2: Yeah um, I've, I, I think you're being very generous to Bruce and the story was always going to be that he's <laughs> he's convinced Ashley to do this Ashley's only done this for, for one of two reasons one they're not stupid and they know that we were shit last season and we needed some more good players to to stay up and never mind to kick on. Um, especially with Bruce presumably staying as manager. So they they knew he's gonna need some some improvements to the squad. You say Two. that type,
3: but they haven't done done that for years. They've let with Florida. Yeah, exactly. Look at uh, that he kept his
4: if it's Alan Pardew Steve McLaren they've all said we need to improve and each time Mike Ashley's just gone no get on with it yes
2: okay I'll, I'll answer all of those points Alan Pardew said he needed to improve to get from you know like 11th to, to finish higher they weren't asked about finishing ahead than 11th they, they trusted him to keep us up Benitez could have finished anywhere he wanted with, with the right back end, but they knew that even if they gave him fuck all he'd still keep us up so they didn't bother with Bruce you can't gamble on that he could get us relegated very easily so they kind of have to give him some reinforcements, so I think that's why they've done it. I also think that the the fact that Ryan Fraser is a is a free transfer means that you know how Newcastle United and actually works. They will have calculated every week's wages, added everything up with sign-on fees, agent fees, and that's the transfer. That's a chunk out of the transfer budget, hundred percent. So we'll not see much more. I mean, it looks like we might get Jamal Lewis as well, which be which be another goodbye. But um, you've got to assume that some players have got to go because actually our squad. There's going to be some some players cut from that 25 at the minute, so it's it's hard to see who because we don't have many players with sell on value that we you'd want to get rid of. But I just I'm not buying that Bruce has made Ashley have a change of heart. No no way. It's all it's all either there's there's money there you know that we've got available from lack of spending in previous years, or they're, they're applying the same old rules of okay if you if you get in your um, free transfer, then the, the, all the wages count as your transfer fee. It's
1: a weird. Uh- you know, people have used that stick to beat Newcastle United for years and years and years, and I've I've never really understood it. Like, you'd have to be absolutely mental to to run a business, which is what they're doing, and and not include all of the costs when you're thinking about the costs. Like, it's 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 madness. Like, you don't you, when you get you know when you when you when you buy a car and finance, you don't like think, "Wow, it's only 175 quid deposit." I'm laughing here and forget about the 500 pound monthly payments that you have to make for 48 months. Like, <laughs> you think about the whole picture, like it there would no, be I'm stupid not sure. to.
2: Come on, Mickey I, not. I, every, I, I, every other f- football club has a transfer budget and a wage bill that they're two separate things. Whereas Newcastle just chop and change when they want to include wages to inflate a transfer fee or, or vice versa. It's it's not because they're not. they're cleverly thinking of the bigger picture. It's because they just want to t- tell a story.
1: Well, let them let them tell the story. But every club is doing the same thing, guy. Like every everyone's thinking about how much it's going to cost them now, how much it's going to cost them every month, and if they've got to make any further payments depending on what happens. Like everyone's doing that. Like it's just because we're we're so ridiculous with it that people and 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 shite in it that people kick off with them all the time. But like I'm not have I'm not having it as like a negative that they're thinking about how much Ryan Fraser is going to cost them and his monthly wages. They definitely should be thinking about that. It's really important. Like. We don't have to criticise them about that. And I, I I reckon you're being really harsh here. Like, Bruce has had an impact. He has. You can't argue with it this time because 13 years in a row, we, we, we've not signed proven Premier League for footballers that we're not going to make a difference in the first team straight away. And we have this time. We've looked like being relegated a number of times over the past 13 years and we have been relegated twice and we haven't invested in those seasons. You know, Bruce, criticise them all you want. We didn't get relegated last season and we're finished with a comfortable amount of points. Now, the football was turgid. It was all on fine margins, but we, but we didn't get relegated. And in the end, we were quite a few points away from it. So it's not like...
3: It's oh, Mickey, i like it. Was down the uh, barrel of a I'm worse gonna, catastrophe
1: than ever before. Like it's it, it's not. I'm, I'm going
2: to repeat myself because uh, yes, I agree. Um, uh, the, the it's, it's a slight change in tact, but this is the worst manager we've had off the back of a shocking, shocking end of a season where we were statistically the worst football team in in every possible statistic you can measure. They know that Bruce will get us relegated unless they give him some good footballers because he's shit.
4: I mean, I think we're going we're going down a path we don't need to go to down here. I think he deserves credit for getting them to change their transfer policy.
2: He hasn't,
4: man. He, he, <laughs> and you've got to be able, you've got to be able to give him credit for that. And you've got and you can't just keep and you, I'm sorry, you can't just keep saying he's the worst manager we've had. He literally didn't get as relegated like John, um, like Steve Steve McLaren did. You know, like you just need to stop beating that, that drum. He's clearly not the worst manager we've ever had.
1: <laughs> I agree. We're gonna we're gonna come on to Bruce later. Um... Later in the show, so save save it for now. So si. we'll come we'll come back to it. I wanted to ask you though. So, oh, in fact, just before we move on, um, news is broken tonight that Jam, uh, Jamal Lewis has left the Northern Ireland squad and is is on his way to the tune. Mike Ashley's pilot must be knackered by the way, like flying about all day today. day. Um, but Lewis Lewis is on his way to Newcastle to, to, for his medical and is and his due to sign. This is a signing, by the way, that I'm I'm really excited about. I think he's a good footballer. He's a he's a young. Hungry footballer that other teams wanted to buy, and we've got him. I think it, I think it's dead exciting, Ben. I don't know if you if you feel the same.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the well, the, the fact that he was linked to Liverpool, <laughs> like, should should be a signing for for his potential. Obviously, they were they were willing. To... He wouldn't
1: have, he wouldn't play he wouldn't have played though, would he? Like, he no, no, no But still, the, the fact
3: that they they were still willing. I mean, to be fair, Liverpool is is a young player. You look at the players they've been signing recently in there even their their under twenty squad, they've got some really good players in, in that. So he's it, definitely one for the future, but my point is is that they they obviously saw something in him. So um it's it's a big coup. I mean he's done him, him and um Max Ahrens both came out of a relegated North side with, with a lot of upside. I think a lot of teams probably will be looking at, at him as well as a right back. Um and I think uh he's he's, he's He's got a, he's got a lot of uh, good attributes that probably we lack. I mean, he's, he's obviously quick, solid defender, likes to get forward as well. So it um, ticks all the boxes that you'd be looking for from a left back. But um, and it, to be honest, at thirteen million, it's it's not a massive um, massive uh, sort of deal deal in terms of there's potentially more more to spend. I mean, whether there is or not, I don't know. But hopefully not. It's hopefully there's, there's there's some more to come in. But um, I think that three. Uh, to combine the three very uh good signings all addressing um areas of concern because we didn't we, we don't have a left back <laughs> other than Dummett, who couldn't even get in the 25 man squad uh last year so uh Phil's Phil's positions I, are need.
4: In, fa- in fairness he did have like a like a broken knee or something <laughs> I know, but well, I know but
3: like the reality is is Domet was never going to be our starting left back in this season is he
1: well if we hadn't, if we didn't sign Lewis I think he I think he would be but that you know, that kind of proves well, that point. How long, yeah, um, how long
3: have we been complaining about that though is my point.
1: Yeah exactly I, I was going to say like Lewis ticks the box of what we needed because we finally actually bought a left back although I haven't bought me yet but hopefully by the time he's listening to this we we will have um will have done the deal. We're finally buying a left back that plays left back which is which is great you know like finally after you know 10 years since you used to make like two left back subs in a game we've we not signed a left back um I've rambled on about it for years and we're finally going to do it. And it's, it's someone that's really good. The main question on those three signings and style you first is, does it change everything? Is it going to be a different season now? we have put these lads in.
2: Well, why would you come to me first on this? Is it because you're going to try and answer my negativity with some sort of a uh, nonsense positivity?
1: Well, I, I, I would, I would argue that it's not going to be nonsense, but yes, that's exactly <laughs> the point.
2: Look, um, the, the 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 difficult thing I'm finding with uh, the the kind of analysis of the two transfers. Now I agree that if Jamal Lewis comes in, it starts looking like a pretty good transfer window. But um, everyone's sort of selling this as um, well. It's better than we've got. Like surely any transfer is meant to make your team better. It's meant to improve your squad. You wouldn't buy a player who's going to make your squad
1: worse. So yes, Jeff it's Hendrick, Joelinton, and Jeff Hendrick.
2: <laughs> harsh harsh
1: um,
4: on Jeff. Harsh on Jeff Hendrick. On he, doesn't, he doesn't improve the team though. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Fair point, but um, it's not hard, know, it's hard. It's reality. Transfers are meant to improve your squad, even if it's the depth of the squad. They're meant to improve your squad, so better than what we have is is a kind of a given for someone who's definitely going to play up front for it. Um But then all anyone else is talking about is like, oh, we might stay up now. Uh, they're, they're good enough to keep up. We might, you know, <laughs> we might be able to finish in the in that wonderful area between tenth and fifteen again. For that, for me, I, I, I don't think these players are going to make us any better than that, which is where I kind of get, don't want to get too carried away about the, the buzz that people are getting from this. And yes, you're going to call me negative, but you know these, these players wouldn't want to buy no in the top 10. They're, they're not really top 10 Premier League players. They're good Premier League players, but we're still going to be a bit shite and you can't really get away from that. Um, we, we're also coming off the back of a, a shocking, shocking end of the season, a, a really short pre-season where we've lost to... Loads of teams in, in divisions below. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if, if there's going to be enough of a bounce and then are we going to be by October just thinking, oh, fuck here, we'll go again. Um, for me, I, I'll, I'll repeat what I said before. I think this is just evidence that they know Bruce isn't good enough to, to get more out of this team than you'd expect. So he needs the best possible chance of keeping us up. And that's crap, isn't it? And <laughs> at the same time, you keep mentioning Joe Linton, we've got a £40 million dud. He's going to be on the bench now because... No one's going to take them off our hands, and that's that's a nightmare. Um, with 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 Bruce picking the team, it's just I can't get too carried away about this these ins They're good, but I don't think we're going to have. It doesn't change everything, and I don't think we're suddenly going to have a really good season. I still think we'll be will be bad, but just not as shite as we thought.
1: And I makes a good point, Andy, and you know we have to take things in context. Over the past seven or eight days, we've uh, lost at home to Stoke and conceded five against. Uh, almost relegated to League One with Sunderland last year Middlesbrough is How much, how much ground do we need to make up going into this season under these three key signings and the, the two lads have already brought in how far does it go Balland, to, um, to, to progress on us as a team?
4: Well, I think just by having a centre-forward we've immediately got quite a lot better I think the gap, and Saira is a good point, to be fair. I think everyone from just about eighth down is going to be in that kind of jumble of teams. I think what these guys do for us is, I don't think there's... I've got Olympia here and say, I don't think we'll get relegated. Um, and that's nothing really that we should be too pleased about. But given, you know, two days ago, we didn't sign these players, that I think that was a very real possibility we would be seriously in that fight. And I think it just puts us slightly closer to potentially challenging for those sort of bottom bottom of the top half places like a Burnley, like a Sheffield United. And again, it's depressing that we're, we're even competing with those kind of teams. But I think these sign-ins have got the potential to put us in there. If we can get on a good run and you know we can get Wilson and um, Fraser up to speed quickly, are they going to be massive for us? Actually, just having a centre-forward for St. Max to give the ball to is going to be monumental because the amount of times he takes on entire teams and then you see him look and he's just like oh, where's joe ah oh, there he is stood at the edge of the d doing nothing um like wilson's going to be active in the box he's going to be m- making loads of movement someone like ryan fraser is going to find him they had the most lucrative partnership i think in the premier league the season before last obviously last year you know the wheels have come off at bournemouth but before that those two were a bit like triore and, um jimenez so you'd imagine there's going to be goals there and we finished thirteenth, being, you know, all right. Aesthetically, we were pretty dreadful to watch. Um, but we played the entire season without a centre forward. Like just by having a centre forward, I think we're going to be an infinitely better, better team. And we've got a real, real chance to get in the top ten. And I'd say there is, I would say there is more pressure on Bruce this season than there was last year because he's he's got to move the team forward as he as he says, and there can be no doubt. That this is probably the best transfer window we've had, arguably since we signed Kabay and Embar. He's got it. And as I've said, he's managed to change the, the transfer philosophy there. And so now he has to go out there. And I think there is pressure on him to be closer to that sort of secondary group of teams. I think, I think if we didn't finish after these signings somewhere between 11th and Ninth, that would be a failure for him, I think, and there would have to be questions asked of him. I think there needs to be pressure pressure applied to him.
1: That's a fairly na- narrow window of opportunity you've given him there to finish in three specific places. But um you, well, do you know, know, you, you sort of know right. what I mean, though. Yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. Yeah, I'm being facetious. Um, yeah. your, point, your point is right, and you know, the, the pressure will ramp up up Bruce now because he's got his way. Uh, if you want to say take it, take a like that on us. He's he's got these signings in. Um Ben what what do you think what do you think will make a good season for Steve Bruce this year in in terms of what we think as a fan base
3: They they've got to be looking aiming for top 10 I think I mean he he spoke about that a few times last year and he, he talked as well I mean I just Bolin was talking about the pressure on him I mean he he's, he's he talked a lot last year about not being able to play his way for a lot of the season um, he's not going to have that excuse again this year. So when he talks about wanting to play more attacking football, and, and these are, I would say, all three of them are potentially all um, players that are, are going to improve us attacking um, or attacking play. So I, I think, one, it's, I mean, it should uh, release a bit more pressure on Maximan as well. I mean, you think back to last year, there were so many games where it was literally just the tactic was get the ball to, to Alan and let him Try and beat beat as many as he can, and and hopefully open up some place some space for other players. Um, the pressure's not all going to be on him now. He's he's, he's got a t- like well, hopefully a, a, a target to to get the balls into. In terms of Wilson, uh, Wilson and and Fraser, will be able to to offer another dynamic option on the on the other wing. So um, that that could that that could turn out with adding add Almiron into that mix as well. That that is a pretty good front four. Um, that could do some damage so um Bruce is, is is as i say he's he's not going to have any excuses he's pretty, he's got his signings that he wanted he's he's got a team that should be able to play um more attacking football that he wanted and, and, and ultimately he's going to have the um he'll have had he's he's had time now with these players and, and with the squad to to get them playing in the in the way he wants so i think yeah they've they've, they've got to be aiming for top 10 and i, I think um that, that should be the aim really it, 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 it's a team on on paper when you look especially I mean you've, you've just said it there the likes of Burnley and Sheffield with all respect to them are not teams that um that you would have probably picked to be to be top 10 teams last year but but they were so that there's, there's opportunities there that the reason they're so good is is that they're consistent um and and they're, they're efficient in their their play. They, they they score. I mean, you've got like the likes of Wood gets a lot of goals, um, and and obviously was linked with with Newcastle. I think Wilson could could quite easily match sort of his his output, um, and and you can see that that 15, 16 goals if if you can get up to that level is enough to get you into that echelon. So I think that's what they should be aiming for.
1: Side, do you think it makes any? Will it make any difference to your opinion of the season? What kind of football we we'll play? Do you think Bruce needs to prove his point that he that he wants to play attacking football, or does it just matter where we're finishing the league?
2: It's 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 both for me. I think you're right. I think that some people, um, if we show signs of playing some half decent football, that'll probably be enough for them to just give him the benefit of the doubt for now. Because what else have we got to look forward to, to Ashley? There'll be others who are only bothered, you know, if, if we show signs of improvement in terms of league position or points, or cup runs. Um, any of those things would probably be enough for people. But I, I kind of need, I kind of need both because I'm so disillusioned with with having to watch another. I, I can't have another season of watching how bad we were at football. Equally, I kind of get excited about finishing with less than 50 points, even if we improve and get to like 46, 47. It's that's now. Now we've been in the Premier League three years. You know the squad of players has generally shown that can stay up. We should be we should be trying to do better than that. Um, but uh, we also need to play better football than than we did last year because it was it was fucking awful for all but maybe two games, and that's that's not good. And for me, if, if if we start playing better football, but then still finish like fifteenth, fourteenth, can can you can any really tell me that you'd you'd be happy with that? I think it needs to be a bit of both. We need to be. Showing progress as a football team and showing progress in terms of the competitions. I, I, I yeah, Andy, I, I don't
1: know what you think about um, that. You know, Bruce has obviously been backed in this transfer window. It's a, it's unarguable, especially when you put it in the context of Newcastle United, and especially when you think about the kind of dwindling income, the uh, dwindling in the loosest sense of the word of Premier League clubs. What do you think the brief is from? From the powers that be at Newcastle. What what do you think what do you think they expected, Bruce? What are the one from him for the, for this investment?
4: I think well, who knows what Mike Ashley thinks, but I suspect that the, the brief would be to try and go and get top ten and have another cup run, whether that's in the the Carlin Cup or Carabao Cup rather, and the FA Cup. I think that's probably what they're they're hoping to get out of this. And I think that would be it's generally considered a success again. I guess if we got to the same point we did in the FA Cup again and we finished 10th, I'd be I'd be more than happy if they offered that to me now, and I suspect that's probably what they're looking for as well. Um, I think from Ashley's point of view, he probably doesn't want the stress of us being in a relegation battle because he's still looking to shift the club, and obviously the club's more desirable the further up the table it is, and it appears that that penny may have dropped with him. That flirting with relegation is not good for his odds of selling the club. So, I reckon that'll be the brief top ten, or at least competitive for the top ten. Because, um, as I said before, it's a bit of a bit
2: of a lottery for it. I I can't believe that you think that Mike Ashley or Newcastle Uniteds under Mike Ashley would would encourage a cup run after 13 years. There's no well, way mean, that's they're, what. They're
3: they're,
4: I mean, they actively came out and said that last year, and then they went and got to the um, the quarterfinals. So. Yeah,
2: okay. but it, t- it took us four legs to beat two League One teams, but we'll, we'll, we'll ignore that for now. <laughs> so um, that, that doesn't detract from the point. <laughs>
4: that just means...
2: <laughs> I think we got, still... by, we got there by sheer luck than, um, than by intent, in my opinion. Um, I also think that they, they don't care if we finish 17th or 10th. Like, do you really think the club want to finish in the top 10? They're not asked. They'll say it out loud, but they'll be just as happy. Bruce, Bruce right. keeps his job if we finish 17th.
4: I don't think, I, just, I don't buy into this. Like everyone at the club is like sort of that sort of turned off by it. I think the people who work at the football club probably want Newcastle to be successful. Now, whether Mike Ashley has the interest to, you know, and that trickles down and people get a bit sort of like fed up with the fact that we haven't really had much ambition for years. That's a totally different thing, but I don't, I can't, I don't, I don't think Lee Charnley even sits in his office and is just like, well, I've finished 17th. I'm not asked at some level. He probably still wants Newcastle to be good. Um, it's not like they're all, you know, popping champagne at 17th. I just don't think that's the case.
2: They've had a funny way of showing it for 13 years, Bolland, but I'm, I'm amazed that you still think that there could be, it could be some. Uh some different thinking in these people.
1: I, just, I don't I just, think anyone thinks that they actively want us to be shit. They're just, uh, the, the difference is whether, whether they care enough if we do well, isn't it? Like, and that's apart, from the, apart from the difference prize money.
4: And that's what get, I mean by 10. like, whether Ashley at the top level has the interest in like, sort of injecting the enthusiasm and ambition to, for them to go on and be able to finish in the top 10. I think that's different from Lee Charnley, like, being satisfied, like, well, I think he would be satisfied with 17th, but you know what I mean? Like, I think he would rather we didn't when we finished in the top 10.
1: Do you ever wonder whether Ashley's thought that maybe like the, the final way before he sells, presuming that he still wants to sell the club, which we all think he does. And, and someone comes out to buy it. The final way he could really muller us is, is almost by making us do well, his way. And then would have to like, you know what I mean? Like if, if we spend, you know, thirty-five million this year, which is not a lot in Premier League terms, haven't having built the team, and appointed Steve Bruce, you know, the whole backroom staff, all all that stuff, and then we do well in like do well in a cup and finish high up the league, you could almost be like, I told you, this.
4: what was <laughs> it? What were you worried about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, would, it would like the the most bitter pill to swallow ever, wouldn't it? Like. I almost, I almost sort of don't want Newcastle to win a trophy because then it would be an Ashley who'd won the all the the whole battle would he would have won. Um, I, I would sometimes wonder whether the things that I ever go through his head or if he if, if he even thinks about about us at all. Who knows? Um, who knows? Just want to, I want to address the um the 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 end of the season last year the 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 lockdown football after the past uh, the the first two games and How I mean, it was abysmal, like atrocious. How much of an impact do you think that's going to have running into this season, Ben? I'll come to you
3: first on that. It's a strange one, I suppose. They've they've not had a. I mean, the they've not had a massive preseason. If in terms of so, there's there's not been much time pass between between that. I suppose, obviously, as you mentioned, some of the players have got themselves away on holiday. So maybe maybe some will be a bit more refreshed than others, but. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a bit of a bit of a, a follow-on, just because obviously it it is relatively quick. But I, I suppose the one thing I would say is is that these, these signings will bring fresh impetus into the team. Um, so I would expect things to be quite different. There should be a a new feel around the club. Obviously, these players aren't coming in to to stink the place out. They're going to come in, and they want to good impress, and they want to come in and improve things. So um, it should should have a um, a, a positive impact on on the whole group, and and hopefully we'll we'll improve standards. So, um, I fully expect we're to to be a hell of a lot better than we were. I know the, I mean, the literally the the last four games may not have happened uh, last season. It kind of just trailed off. Um, so, if I, I I really really hope it it doesn't. There's like nothing <laughs> carries over from that because it was pretty awful.
1: History kind of states that teams that really struggle at the back end of, of a season tend to tend to start poorly going into the next season, and I I feared the worst uh, until today. And making a few key signings, I, I I thought we were going to be atrocious going into the next season and, and, and be fighting from the bottom all through the season and, and get relegated. I really did. I was I was almost certain that that was going to happen. And here we are now. You know, twenty less than twenty four hours after I was feeling like that, I'm now feeling quite. Quite positive about it, um, because the team looks the team looks completely different, and we've we've already talked about the front four, but we should just address quickly. I mean, the the team as a whole, but the, that front four of Callum Wilson up front with three behind him of of Max Almiron and Fraser is a genuinely exciting and dangerous front four. There's so much pace there, um, and, and and so much so much work rate and, and, and clever football amongst those four players that we we actually can threaten teams outside.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry to do it, but you've got to think. Yes, they're good signings, but we've done it again. And Bolland, actually, this is another point for why we're not changing our transfer policy, which is to wait until the season fucking starts and then buy these players. So we're bringing in some class players four days before the start of the season. Like, it's going to take time. We did the same thing with Rondon. We got him at the end of August and he didn't really hit form until like November. Like, these new players are going to need time to bed, they're going to need time to gel if Bruce is trying some new tactics, I mean, God knows what that'll be, but it's going to take time for these players to gel. So we're going to have another really slow start off the back of that shocking end of the season and the shortest summer we've ever had in football. I just, I'm really worried that we're going to start off terribly um, in spite of the new sign and it won't be their fault. You know, they're going to need time and it's a, uh, it's just, it's, 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 it's the club being the club it's always been in, in my opinion. I
4: think, uh, I think you're, you're right. Historically, the club has been slow off the mark to get the players they need in through the door. However, I think if Jamal Lewis signs, we become the second most active team in the transfer window. So like in the current climate and circumstances, I don't know whether that's a stick to beat them with this time. You're completely right. Historically, that has been a massive problem for us, but the way that the market's kind of moved this time around, I think he can be a little bit more forgiving of them. Um, I also think, you know, Brian There's absolutely no chance that Ryan Fraser plays against West Ham, um, so I think we'll probably see. I think we might even see potentially see Andy Carroll start that game as well. Um, I hope not. I hope Wilson goes straight into the team, but I think potentially we might see quite a similar team for that game, just as the as the new players sort of bed in. Um, the one thing that we need to do and the one thing that actually looks reasonably promising for us is get off to a really good start, which we haven't done over the last couple of years. We've got a great opportunity with West Ham, who somehow have managed to become a more chaotic and disjointed football club than us over the summer. Um, that's a really good opportunity to get off to a good start. And then we've obviously got Brighton. And again, I think that's a that's a very winnable game for us. So we've we need to get off to a good start and you know bruce has got a great opportunity with those those two games um but yeah i suspect the team might look fairly familiar to start with
1: is there any areas ben where you're disappointed that we haven't strengthened
3: um
4: can i can i just say whilst you think about that ben jeff hendrick is a good signing Like He is a good signing. He's he's a bloke who's also finished higher in the league than us most years that we've been in the Premier League. He's been a better team than us. And I think, if nothing else, it's actual competition for Shelby and and Hayden. Um, I don't think Sean and Matty had great... Well, I don't think Sean had his best season last year from when he broke through. I'm not sure Matty's at the stage where he's really going to be pushing for regular first-team football. So even from that aspect, I think Hendrick will definitely come in and he'll push those two to be even better. Um, I think no. he was a bit, bit of an underwhelming one. But then when you throw him into the context of having bought Fraser and Wilson, I think it starts to make him look slightly less underwhelming and a bit
3: smarter of a my, signing. My, my only issue with him though is I don't, I don't think he comes in and start, Like I wouldn't say he, he comes in and is garra- like, just guaranteed to start. I, I still, at the minute, I would probably still say I would, I would pick Hayden and Shelby ahead of him. That's, that's the issue I have with that. It, yes, he's, he's potentially going to come in, but and and be a, and improve the squad depth but I just think we'd, we don't have the luxury like it's not as if our first team is that great that we need to be worrying about depth we should be improving the first team so that's my only con- my issue with it that he, he's not really a player he, he's basically a, another busy busy grafter who's going to come in it doesn't really have I mean with, when me and uh, Adam did the, the initial reaction part of him. Um, I think he's only got two goals and, and a couple of assists in, in the last couple of years. So he's he's not going to come in and, and add goals to the team. He's not going to create be a creative player. He's, he's, he's going to come he's, in and, and he's one of
4: these unfortunate players though that he's quite often like involved in the past, before the past, you know what I mean? Like assist of He's He's
3: definitely
2: he, he's got more assist of assistant than anybody else. But, well, you've got to let us
3: finish. But let us,
4: right? But you he, like you've got to let us finish the point as well. Like he knits the game together and he gets Burnley up the pitch. And like, he's played right wing for them a, a bit recently because because of that he is good at getting them up, getting them up the pitch, winning the ball, and getting them up the pitch. Like he's it's he's, a bit sort of. I know what you mean.
3: He needs to score more goals and get more assists, but like in his overall game, like my 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 point with that though is so okay, he's, he's got some qualities there, like so tactical display and he's he's versatile. That's basically Matt Ritchie, like again, so who who struggled to get in the team last year? Um I just don't think it's a it's the type of signing that that so the, the the three are all going to come in and start. I can't say that Jeff Hendricks is going to come in and, and guarantee the start, and I don't necessarily think he he necessarily improves anyone's game because I I don't think he's going to he's not going to challenge Shelby. He's not going to push Shelby to be more expansive in his game, have to play more creatively, uh, make more create creatively, um, and vice versa with Hayden. I would say Hayden's a better athlete than him, probably get around the pitch better, um, better tackler. Cool. Whoa, what? Well, well, hey, He's probably the, one of the most athletic players uh, in, the,
4: in the. I think you're being. I think you're being a bit. I
3: think right. We'll see how Hendrik gets on. I think well, you're well, being a we'll bit harsh see, there. Obviously, right. we'll, we'll <laughs> see. But my, my my overall point is is that he, I just I don't think he's not outstanding at anything. He doesn't bring anything new to the team. Is my point. He, I, I think he just reinforces what we've got, which isn't isn't a bad thing. But I just think I, I, it would have been great to see a signing where you you like. So obviously the players were brought in. I completely expect them all to start. It would have been nice to see them go out and get a, a first team challenger. Cause as as well, I think Shelby needs that competition to be improved. Like he's pretty much been guaranteed the last couple of years um to, to play. And it's it's just I think he needs he needs that competition to, to get the best out of him. But as you say, we'll we'll see. But um now I think it's um it's 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 cheap up to, to to be a, it's, it's a put it this way it's, it's a far far better um squad on paper uh, now than it was at the beginning of last season um as you say obviously with with the, the new players need to come in bed in and, and all the rest of it but i'm um, i'm a lot happier now than i was 12 months ago or longer
1: I think that's something everyone, everything can probably agree on, and I I think we'll probably wrap this podcast up there. There's there's loads more we could talk about, but I'm conscious there's more
2: negative stuff to say. You sure, (laughs) Mickey?
1: We've done forty seven minutes, and uh, there's plenty more to come from us this week. So, final final one I want to ask is: um, it's not just predictions. I'm going to mix it up slightly this uh, this this time on this this year's season preview. I'm going to ask you for the thing you're most excited about, the thing you're most worried about, and then and then how you think the season's going to go. Ben, I'll come to you first,
3: mate. As I say, we've, we should be aiming fifth for top 10. So I, I, I would say a 10th place um, is achievable. And I I'd expect, a kind of hope, hopefully, we're to, to be in and around that spot. What are you most excited about? Um, just seeing better football. To it, as I said at times last year, it was absolutely, absolutely dire. Um, so obviously when we are allowed back into games and, and obviously um all that sort of stuff just it'll be nice to actually see us be able to, uh, to compete with teams rather than hanging on and, and hoping for a bit of luck at some point in the match. And what are you most worried about? Um it's it's got to be injuries, hasn't it? I mean the the record <laughs> we're considering we had what something like six or seven uh, fit centre-backs at the beginning of last year we ended up with basically with a, a kid playing there and, and a midfielder at it, it points um, the, the injury record seems to have, have cropped back up so for all these players coming in uh, if any of them get crocked then it's it's a bit of a nightmare so as we say we haven't really got the, the depth behind them so that's probably the biggest concern
1: Andy where are <laughs> we going to finish?
3: Oh 11th Positive
1: Positive Positive. Yeah. What 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 are you most excited about?
4: Um I'm most excited, well, I've got two. Actually seeing Newcastle play over centre forward for the first time in well over a year.
2: One year. <laughs> yeah.
4: Um so that's that should be that should be good. And well, I had a and a Premier League centre forward, not like it not like Dwight Gale. I suppose we had run on and then the other thing is just exciting. Oh, well, um, and then the other bit is just uh, hopefully, hope by the end of the season, we'll be able to get back into the grounds um, to some reasonable degree uh, and actually watching some live Premier League football again.
1: What wood. are you most worried about?
4: Uh, I'm most worried that the wheels come off and we lose all of our first 10 games and Steve Bruce <laughs> 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 yeah, totally, totally, totally loses leads, his
1: mind. That leads him well to Sai. Sai, where do you think we're going to finish?
2: Uh, right, I'll, I'll put my hands up. Right, because last season I said we'd finish twentieth and we wouldn't win a game, and um, I was I was wrong. Uh, the reason I think I was wrong wasn't so much that, because um, you know, statistically we were the shittest team, and statistically we shouldn't have won many games. We're we just we the worst at every measurable stat you can think of in football, including fancy made-up ones like x goals, whatever you call it. Apart from um, <laughs> apart
4: from apart from the only one that matters, which is points. But go on. Uh,
2: well. Yeah, so I'll hold my hands up on that one column uh, being being uh, slightly higher than anyone could have ever imagined, especially if you, if you told people how we were going to play all season as well. No one would have believed you that we'd get get that many points. Um, so um, my concern, which, which links into where I think we'll finish, is, is that I think that the, not the new lads, but the, all of the other players are, uh, no one's really shown any signs of improvement. I think uh, St Maximan aside, I think everyone else has declined a bit, and you know um, we we finished the season so badly that I can't see that changing. I think that there's a lot of downward trajectories for the rest of the team. So even if the new lads give us a bit of a bounce, it's going to take a hell of a job for um, the other players to kind of find form again. And when you've got a bacon sandwich picking the team, it's my my real concern is that the the uh, the bulk of the squad continues to get worse. So um, I think the 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 transfers that we've made and the squad that's available. Even Bruce shouldn't get relegated. I agree with that. But to say we're not going to be in a relegation battle would be too far. So I think we'll still be in that bottom 12th to 15th at best. Um, holding my that's hands up one, and mate. saying that, yes, oh. fair enough. Fair enough. Bruce isn't going to lose every game. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go 15th.
1: Oh, what are you most excited about?
2: So Max is that the only enjoyable part about watching Newcastle these days. He, I'll, I'll admit he's class and I just want to watch him play football more.
1: And what are you most worried about?
2: Everything I've just said. Steve Bruce baconing the team to death.
1: Oh, um, well, I, I reckon <laughs> I reckon we're going to have a decent year this year and I think we're going to finish 10th as well, which would be a, a, a really good improvement and it would be a good step and of towards something something good happening in this football club which has felt like a long way off for a long, long, long time, apart from the takeover, which hasn't happened again. Um, so I, th- I think we're going to finish 10th as well. And I think, I think it'll be quite an exciting season. The, the thing I'm most excited about is Shelby just playing quarterback, which I've always hated. But now we've got like four fast lads up front just putting it over the top and watching all of them run, run dead fast after the ball. I've always found a lot of joy in that. I used to love watching Bellamy do that because watching, watching a genuinely fast player is class, but having four of them, at once is is like is, is tremendous. It's really exciting. Thing I'm most worried about is um not not being able to get back in the ground this year as a as a, as, a, as a fan base um and the impact that might have on on our fan base as a whole and what what, and what we are as a collective um it'll be interesting to see what things are like when it's reduced capacities going back, which is supposedly not that far around the corner, but. I'm worried about us not getting in as a as a fifty-two thousand and being able to get behind the lads and and especially the new signings not getting not getting to play in front of that, which must be a massive part of the reason that you would sign for Newcastle is is playing in front of that that, that fan base. So I'm worried that we won't get that. In, in terms of football, I'm worried that we've um we're, we've all been quite wrong in this podcast and far too positive and we might just get relegated and be shit, which is not beyond the realms of possibility. But fingers crossed it doesn't um thanks thanks for your time lads uh thanks everyone for listening and for sticking with us um we're, we're back now we're back in the swing of it first games on saturday so you've got a, a preview coming out this week uh you'll have the pro view as well um and then you'll have not have the match day podcast because no one's allowed to go to the match anymore uh disappointingly and the the, the main free podcast next week will be a, a match review which we've not had for a while so uh, enjoy the final days of uh, the summer break, and uh, we'll be back with you soon. Cheers. Cheers,
2: Mick.
0: Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.